Welcome to the Commander Smiths. We are the Commander Smiths. I'm Adam Smith. And I'm Laurie Smith. Don't worry. We're cousins. And this is motherfucking episode 200. Woo! I mean, it doesn't have to be a motherfucking. It's just episode 200, right? Why episode it's two. not a big... Is it a big deal? Is it a big deal? It is. It's oh. numbers. It's it's two of them and then it's the even ones. You know, ah. it's two zeros. And, ah, you know. Yes, I get excited. I'll be excited on 202, 204, 206, because they're all even. That is, no. You know why this is this is an awesome episode is because we have a special guest that is joining us today. Yeah, so that's, that's how awesome, awesome it is. It's yeah. 200 and we got uh, Mr. Dana Roach that has joined us. The He's from EDH Retcast, and he's also from CMDR Central. Uh, both are freaking fantastic casts, and we have... He uh, writes. He knows how to write. What? Not just spell check. He knows how to write. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was at uh, number two's surprise birthday. Oh, way to show up, Lowry. Mm. You douchebag. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, good for you. I'm sorry, and, number two. And the, the thing that's sad is we played a game that's kind of like uh, Cards Against Humanity, but it's with memes and stuff. Okay. The, the sad part is the kid can't even read, made it into real life. Like, oh. I'm reading my card and I misspeak, and then number two goes, kid can't even read. I'm like, you <laughs> fucker. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's great, fantastic. He doesn't uh, even listen. I think he just... I think number he probably- two listens. He listens. Mm. <laughs> I think we swear we we at least swore too much. I don't know if we swear as much anymore. Sure we uh, do. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. There's our quota. Let's make sure I'll, I'll beep all our, those. Why did you use all those? Yeah, beep them. Thank <laughs> you. Thank On you. our 200th episode too. Damn it. <laughs> you don't even know how much Dana swears. It's freaking oh, ridiculous. He's a sailor. He just. I don't know. Not really. Yeah. He seems like right, a so, good guy. He's, he's just fun to talk with. I oh yeah, we what? pre-recorded. We're gonna stat like I'm not just fucking thinking in the future here. Yeah, <laughs> we already recorded, so now we're recording this. Yeah, no, you're supposed to play along and be like, well, I wonder what's gonna happen in this episode. <laughs> I wonder. It was a fantastic conversation. Yes, very good. Um, we also do a, a a little rendition on Stump the Smith where ooh. it's a competition. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. F- pretty impressive who wins on this one so it's dana battling lowry and uh both are very impressive we'll 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 say that the least they uh yeah just just keep listening so uh so we got that coming up uh we do have something we have to open because one of our patrons gwen gave us a gift to open on our 200th episode you got it lowry we're supposed to open at the same time so we're supposed to open Package number one. So thank you, Gwen, for... Yeah, thank you. That I'm oh, interested. I, yes. I have headphones on, so I can't really hear, so I don't know why I'm shaking. I'm opening okay. mine. Okay. All right. I won't look. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. Well, wait a second. It's just packaged in this. There's no way it's actually what? a secret layer. There's no way it's a secret layer. It's packaged in... Oh, still in the box Dark, of cool. that. It feels heavy. It feels oh, heavy. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. You aren't there yet? Okay. Wow. Yeah. There's some packs in here, buddy. And there's a poop. There is a... <laughs> hold on. Hold on. My packs are open. Yours are open? Yeah. Oh, they are open. <laughs> mine is open, too. <laughs> one of mine is open. What is that one? It's the crimson. She took She took the, you... like good cards out of it. Did you get a little poop? Oh, sure. You... 
I got oh you got poop I got toilet <laughs> I got toilet paper thank you I don't Gwen. know what this that means awesome. I'm sure that I'm sure sh- that means something though uh, we have to open the one that's open because is there a reason why that one's open I I one? mean oh it has a little note inside of it uh, let's see here ah uh, I hope it's something to pit us against each other all right it's uh, a <laughs> you can read yours first <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna giggle. All right. So it says, Lowry, I was going to give you a collectible booster, a collector's booster of Crimson Vow, but then I decided to open it instead and give you this crap. <laughs> that's what mine says, too. <laughs> Love Mama Magic, Gwen. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty funny. That is fantastic. <laughs> and then there's, uh, I got assigned uh, Mama Magic, Gwen, shenanigans. Oh, come on. She's doing the shenanigans because of uh, Stump the Smith. Yeah. Bond. And that's the one that she's calling shenanigans on. <laughs> I remember then, that. I'll play that one. Hey, Crashing Drawbridge. That's a fantastic I also, Did card. we get the same cards, too? Did you I, do that? Did you Falconrath Celebrants next? Yes, got that oh, one wow. next. Okay, so Shambling Suit. Nope, mine's a Gem of Becoming. Gross. Ooh, I got a Foil Gore Clan Rampager. I love this There card. might be some. I got is it. That the way this you is got a promo too? version, yeah. Yeah, sweet. Volcanic then, Salvo. I just fucking yeah. bought this. <laughs> nice. Ooh, dude, vexing shusher. You got a vexing shusher? Shusher? Yeah. I got in foil. Gadrak. Oh, that's one of your bad boys. I love oh. Gadrak. Sethron, the the Minotaur. So I made that Minotaur. Tried to oh, make that Minotaur. Deck. Nice. Scholar of the Last Lost Trove. I don't know what that Ooh. is. I don't buy much. Oh, dude, I got a full art foil, mysterious blood illness with the alt art. I don't know that one. But I did. Oh, it's I from also, the new set. Yeah, I don't yeah, know the cards very well yet. It just came out like a month ago. And but Mina yeah, Harker. Oh, dude, full art there too with the alt got, art, the skin I got on Quincy it. Quincy Harker. Nice. I don't know which one that is? But yeah, Doop-doop. splendid reclamation. I didn't realize that was in this set. full art of that guy. Yeah, no, that's gorgeous. I got yeah. a disorder in the court. Oh, nice. You just spec'd on that art? card too. I did. Yeah, and then I got full art creepy puppeteer. With foil, foil, oh, very cool. Graph Reaver, full art foil. Jeez, hooking us up, yeah. Gwen. Yeah. Oh fucking a! I know it's after this one. Uh, full art dig up foil. Mm-hmm. Nice. I got a full art foil demonic bargain. I don't even know this one yet, but it looks cool. I got. It, I think this is a spec of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the Tali Primal Storm. And it's the one that I said to spec on too with the the promo pack with the <laughs> yep. symbols and all oh, that. She's crap listening. On she's paying play. attention. Yeah. I got a Karin Scion of you Urza. Of yeah, bitch. that one's that one's good. You son of a bitch. What? Oh, that's good. I love it. That's awesome. This makes me smile. We have one more gift open. I don't want to open the other legends. We'll open those later and share those on uh Twitter and Discord and all Maybe that. Maybe we stuff. just but do two Commander's episode? Legends. Oh yeah, we could do What'd that. What'd you get? Same one. Oh, yeah. oh, we have a we have another package to open, buddy. We do, we do. We should get to that. Make sure. I enjoyed the the curated pack. All right, so that was pretty good. All right, so picture. Lowry, well, right, number two. Open this on cast number two hundred. Fragile. Fra- <laughs> That's how I would read. Ooh. Oh yeah. What's it's my favorite GIF that she posts all the time. 
<laughs> it's the huge boobs gal. Oh <laughs> my. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's the hello boobies? I need to get over to that really quick. Oh, damn. Hello boobies. Thank you. <laughs> she enjoys that. posting this gif and they jiggle and back every, and forth. Every time she posts it, I just stop and stare. I'm like, this is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All the chatter stops on, yeah. on Discord <laughs> and every, like it just is like, I like this gif. I like this Thank one. you, Gwen. That is awesome. What did you have there, Larry? I got I this. Blue Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, congrats Stump on number 200. <laughs> yeah, so this was uh, April Fool's Stump the Smith from yeah. Gwen last year, or I guess last this April. Year, but so very fun. Year. Now I've I've actually seen the card at this point. I don't, uh, <laughs> oh, I've never seen it before. I, I should note at the bottom. Well, you see that? <laughs> Not not Gwen. <laughs> it's pointed I mean, to the boobs. <laughs> Gwen likes to joke that she doesn't have boobs. So yeah, this is uh this is gonna be distracting. I don't think I can keep going because cool. <laughs> I gotta want this behind, so I'm always looking at uh... <laughs> This will never show up on video because it's just in front of you above the camera. <laughs> Let's see if I can just have this sitting here. <laughs> People are what is it, a parrot? <laughs> yeah, it's on my shoulder. <laughs> Uh, people, we're going to get a ton of downloads now because people are just going to click to see her. Just I hope, there. I hope you should make that the thumbnail. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. we got Dana on this week. Yeah, I can't have this oh, as no. a thumbnail. But thank you, Gwen. This is awesome. Yeah, very cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> I like actually get like smiling ear to ear with this. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, all right. So, how do we recover from that? I can't I don't recover know. from boobies. <laughs> Hello, boobies. Uh, all right, so how do we how do you, we transition yeah. this? Okay, so we already kind of talked about what we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, some other things. So we're we're at episode two hundred. There are some changes that are a uh, brewing here. Yeah. Uh, what is going to happen in the year 2022? Uh, Lowry's going to start picking up, um, doing some live stream and stuff when he's working on what decks. is it, it, it just spotlight deck in a way is this is where that's going to kind of take that yeah, place. I mean, I think spot, kind of. spotlight's going to have its own thing, but I want to just like, since I'm building decks, I might as well sit down and kind of stream it, have conversations if people want to have conversations. And if not, I'll just fucking build decks. Like, right. That's the, what the, you like to do anyway. Can I have the point is like, I'm doing magic stuff. If people want to watch me do magic stuff, then you can. And if not, then okay. Yeah. That's fine too. Like I, I'm doing it anyway. I'm doing it for the enjoyment of the game and yeah. for you guys. Why not just just flip on the camera and have a conversation if anybody wants to jump on there. Yeah. You're just holding up your toilet paper. Is that all yeah. you're gonna do the well, whole I'm time? Just, I got a little bit of <laughs> I can't rub my poop on my face. <laughs> That that poop is for Gwen's vote on uh, <laughs> the one poop vote. Uh, and then what else are we doing? We have we're going to be kind of expanding onto other platforms as well. Um, we might we have some ideas of what's going to happen here. But also in our prize giveaways, we purchased a certain card. A lot of them. Because Keldron, or I always like to say Keldron, but it's Keldon. Keldon right? Warlord. Yep. Keldon Warlord is going to be included with any prize that we give away. And it'll be signed by both of us and probably a little cross off on the name and saying, 
what as good as is what you said as good as as Gaia's good cradle? as guy's cradle because that's i mean that's what we started off with adam gave me a ton of shit that's how he stole my guy's cradle when we were kids stole and, yeah how that's, dare that's you. how it's escalated how dare you and sir. um so i mean everybody wants a little killed on warlord in their life say what <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So that is uh, one thing we'll be giving out. That's just a little prize thing. But there's a lot of changes, not changes necessarily. We're just doing some expansions to stuff. Yeah. So we're going to be getting out there really after the new year. Uh, as I mentioned, um, well, let, let's get into the tags here. First off, if you want to become a patron like our new patron, we have Little Orphan Animar. Welcome to a meat forest. That sounds like a fairy tale of a meat forest. You uh, could become a patron like Little Orphan Animar. <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> Thank you for becoming a patron, by the way. Uh, by just giving a dollar a month gets you in the Discord. That's how you can support the show. Uh, $5 or more gets you into the different levels, the tiers to get proxies, the common, the uncommon, the rare, the mythic level. Also gets you foils as you get to a certain level. So if you wanted to pick foil proxies, which look fucking fantastic, mm. uh, that mm. gets you there. The free way to support the show is to jump on YouTube and subscribe. That's all you got to do, subscribe. Then the next thing, if you really want to be nice, maybe watch a few things. Some things like our <laughs> bi-weekly, which I was vindicated this week. Did you but see that? But also not. I know at the I same mean, time. Both, okay, so bi-weekly <laughs> means twice a week, or every other week. It has two <laughs> meanings, and it was both of what we were wondering what it was happening. It meant both. All of Words which, are dumb. I never looked up the definition. It was yeah. Wrench. I was just like, Adam, actually, it's every other week. And I was just like, shit. And I like was like, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. Did the whole uh, what, Happy Gilmore. I'm smart. Or you're smart. I'm stupid. Yeah. You're good looking. I'm really ugly. And meanwhile, I'm like sitting in the shower going... It doesn't make sense. Like, buy is two and weekly. So you put them together and it's like twice a week and uh, I just don't get it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't remember who all jumped in, but then there were multiple people who were like, actually, bi weekly is this. I think Guy jumped in there. I think there was a bunch of people yeah. who were just like, it's actually both meetings. And uh, <laughs> then I gave Renshaw a double middle finger. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. But I didn't ever look it up. I never looked it up. Uh, but, anyways. Bi-weekly, we get curated MTG. And what was our curated MTG from Monday of this week? Uh, temporal Extortion. <laughs> it's taking an extra turn in black for four black. And if one of your, anybody actually, could pay half their life to counter that spell. And you can even pay half your life to counter <laughs> if you that. To, if you I want. <laughs> if it's in theme. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool theme. card. Check it out. I liked uh, Bill actually like Bill from Woodbury posted like all the things that have four black or more and like all what they did. It just was kind of an interesting. Half I, of them are really bad. Yeah. I really the like B. Really what cool. is it? Big. Really? What is it? Big fucking monster. B. Big furry FM? monster. They It's BFM. It? Yeah. yeah Unsets. Yeah. <laughs> did you know what the casting cost on that bad boy is? Was it like 10 black? It's 15. That's a lot of. That's yeah, that's, that's why I needed two cards. And that's the, the preset to like, that, that's what the unsets are, is like testing out real cards. Because then they made real cards later that were combined cards. True. The melting True stuff. So. True enough. Uh, okay, back to it. So that was curated on Monday. You can check that out every Monday and Friday. We have curated MTG. 
Uh, there is also, uh, what is it, uh, Breakpoint videos, which will be out with Secret Layers. I stopped at the Commander one because there's just so many that was in this last one. But the Commander one was the best one in that this recent Secret Layer. And actually might be done pretty soon. Uh, one more week. One more week. Yep. So check those videos out. Uh, you can also check out Proxy Time. This last week was a special Proxy Time. I did all 10, and this is live, all 10 uh, Shocklands in the wombo art so i generated a couple of those some of them i did live but i'd never use the ones live because it takes a while to find some really good ones it does some really cool art but to figure out what i wanted to do with that mm-hmm. um i used ones that i had pre-generated so that's a really cool video check that out 7 30 not the rest of the year i'm kind of done taking a break taking vacation so that's all finished there Another pl- another thing you see there is our podcast. Like, if you want to watch us, go on there. You can see us when we talk about cards. Dana is going to be on. You just see his sexy face there. So check that out. Check on YouTube. I expect the YouTube numbers to just skyrocket because it said Dana's sexy face is going to yeah, be Yeah, we're so. going to have at least 10 listeners on YouTube now. <laughs> you froze. Hey, what's with... Oh, damn it. Why is it doing that again? yay 200th episode (laughs) (laughs) it's a callback to when we had shitty like computer stuff all the time uh all right so if you're watching on youtube it just my camera just froze and it does that at the end hey if you want to watch another freezing point watch when we're uh talking with dana in a little bit here mine freezes in the last like Two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, it just yep. freezes. So yep. now I'm on my computer. Hey, guys. Uh, all right. So that is the um, free way to support our show. Check out YouTube. Uh, subscribe there. Chat with us there. All that fun stuff. You can also go to Twitter, and that's where you can find us and see all the videos we tweet or all the voting that we do and direct message us. Or you can direct message us at commandersmiths at gmail.com. All right. Well, that should do it. And now we're going to bring in Dana to talk about... What are we going to talk about, Larry? There's a lot of stuff we talk about. We kind of meander. So enjoy! The greatest performer ever to have graced this earth. Dana Roach. <laughs> I like it. I remember that. Do you I, know, I'm going to have to use that for EDH Redcast from now on. <laughs> just like we'll send you, we'll send you the right. button. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm that's from, that. Dana, actually? Like, that's from I the, don't. That's the Will Ferrell, James Lipton skit that he used to do on oh, SNL. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I was going to try to cut that all up, and I don't know if you're able to hear it because it's through my buttons. But, yes, we are we are joined by Dana Roach, who is in multiple casts. What, I don't know how you do two casts. I mean, we do one, and I'm... We're just losing Cocaine our minds. So you are well. Tell us what cast you are. I don't need to go. Uh, it is so. rec cast, and I'm on a show called Commander Central. Yep. So those go weekly, right? I mean, it's they both go weekly. weekly. Yeah. And, okay. and I write for EDH Rec, and I write for Commander's yes. Herald. So I stay oh, pretty busy. Jeez. <laughs> I can't. I can't even write notes. I don't know how you do like full on <laughs> articles. So like Adam has to be like, okay, can you text me what that picture says? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I, so I, I, I'm somebody, I get like, you know, six hours of sleep a night. I'm not someone who gets like eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. So who does? Who does? I, I tend to be up till like 10 till, you know, 12 or one mm-hmm. in the morning, most nights anyway. Okay. I might as well, might as well do something right. semi-productive versus like. You know, just playing video games all the time, which I do plenty of. Anyway, yeah, like, what's wrong with that? I, I just right, <laughs> but I, I I just have time. It's just the way my my kind of 
clockwork. So my, my son, you know, I've got a kid. I was about to like, say you have a kid, yeah. I have a kid, but he's 14 now. So oh, like my that's, parenting's that's pretty, not a kid. Yeah, parenting's pretty minute. Like at this point, you know, <laughs> he, the, the intervention I'm responsible for is much less than it was 10, 10 years ago. So I, when I, just, does, I, I just have time. When does it get easy with kids? <laughs> oh. the, the, the moment I remember like being a like light switch moment was when he was able to get his own breakfast on Saturday mornings. Yes. Mm. When I could sleep. Well, yeah, that, was a, exactly. that was like a, that was a moment when like he, he could, he was like seven ish yep. at that point. I didn't feel okay. guilty about sleeping until like nine just, on a Saturday. Or just go watch Saturday. cartoons or your yeah, iPad. Yeah. Just, just go turn that on and you can get yourself food. Yeah. That's yeah. We're getting mine's, to that point, but mine's yeah. four and I'm going to start pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, get okay. some bread. So wipe it on the floor. We need to get uh, uh, get to know you a little bit because I know most of our audience probably know about you, but maybe not all of them. But uh, like you said, you're on the two uh, EDH. They're both EDH focused podcasts. Uh, but what what when did you get into Magic and when did you get into Commander specifically? Um, so I played way back in the day when I was in high school. I had a friend who was a year or two older than me who went off to college. And came back with um, like revised edition cards. So like that was basically when revised was hitting. So he came back with revised stuff and had some Arabian Nights and Antiquities cards mixed in because that just wasn't nice. a big deal at the time. Mm-hmm. And got us all playing that summer. So summer before I went to college. Um, so you know everyone went out and we were like able to buy revised packs at a few places in town anyway. So I, I started playing then, and I played up through I want to say Ice Age ish or so. Um, and I had then like gone back and picked up a couple of boxes. And I, so I had a, a like, I had real cards. Oh, I mean, yeah, I had, you did. Like, th- that was like <laughs> legit stuff. At the time, like, man, this, this these are like $70 cards. Yeah. It was a big deal. Oh, for, for sure. I remember, I remember, I remember driving to meet a dude. Um, that I that I made a deal with on Usenet at the time, which was like the internet. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, to, to buy a Mox Pearl, and I can't remember what I paid. I paid him like forty oh. bucks for it or something. Oh my gosh! And, and I was physically sick to my stomach afterwards. Like I can't believe I just spent forty dollars on this card. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, and now like, you're talking like, about cocaine. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the drive home, I was like, I that's in why like, did cold I do sweats, that? Ill. Yeah. Now wait, wait. The big question is, is do you still have those? So what? So what happened was then in college, um, I had a roommate that kind of lost his mind, had a nervous breakdown, oh, no. and stole everyone's stuff. Oh, so like no. he stole all my cards and like hocked them at a pawn shop. And that kind of thing, oh, um, in, in which which at the time again, like I'm like I'm out a thousand dollars or whatever it wound up being in total cards, which sucked, and it was enough yeah. to make me quit playing. I'm like I'm just done. I'm not gonna yeah. like recollect those cards. I'm just gonna retire. Um, it, it was worse. One of the other friends, um, he actually opened a bunch of credit cards in another guy's name and like racked up like twenty grand in credit card debt in one of our roommates. So I guess grand scheme of things, it could have worse. I hope, so I I hope your d- friends stopped doing credit cards then yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still friends with the guy who got hit with a credit card debt. The other, oh, other dude wanted to go to jail. Um, so then it was done. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to play anymore. So I just I quit playing then until roughly returned to Ravnica. And I had a coworker wow. who played. And I knew he played, and he kept being like, he, and, and at some point I had mentioned I used to play. So he was constantly like, hey, give it a try. Come on back. It's still a fun <laughs> game. And eventually, I, I think the iPad had a, uh, iPad iPhone had a version of Magic Duel of the Planeswalkers, I want to say. I think yeah. I remember um, that. A real yep. limited version. Yep. 
So I, I installed that over like Christmas at some point and then bought a couple packs of Return to Ravnica and I think um, Gate Crash was the, the set after that. So I bought a few packs and back in the day when I used to play, we played like kind of a homebrew version of, of EDH anyway. We didn't have commanders, okay. but we played like like Highlander, it was called. That was a thing back even before EDH where you just played with no repeats. Okay. So most of my my friends I played with, we all had in addition to real decks, we all had like these stupid, you know, two hundred card decks that didn't have any repeats. <laughs> They're basically yeah, it, like my... which meant to get no repeats, you're running Grizzly Bears. Like you're running every turn <laughs> card in your color, like literally every card in your colors. To Battle get... of Wits decks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so like I was familiar with like that kind of play style, so I saw you know Commander was a thing, so I built a Commander deck. Like when I came back, that was literally the first thing I did was I was reading about what Magic looked like today, and I'm like interrupts are gone. What the hell? <laughs> Good, you know that kind of thing. And then I'm like I, I saw what Commander was. I'm like oh that's very similar to what we used to play. So I, I built a Commander deck like immediately, and my my coworker that got me into the game already had you know one or two of the original precon series precons. And we just started playing. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's way cool. So you were... I, I, I have a cat in the background. I'm not sure if you can hear or not going crazy. <laughs> Perfect. Background music. Uh, <laughs> so you basically win command... Well, you were pre-commander. That We started commander yeah. like right when commander was coming out. But you had it kind of going before. Kind which of, is, yeah. Cool. I yeah. mean, like it was a, a real... version like, of it. Yeah, it was a yeah. real rough version of it. But yeah. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so a couple more questions. What's your favorite commander? I think it's still Gliss of the Traitor. Um, that was one of the first decks I built. So it just, um, it's somewhere, it's in your heart. Those always hold yeah. It's, yeah, it, something it, it, in it, your it's, heart. It's, she's really interactive. Like, mm. there's just a lot of things going on with that commander all the time. Um, it lets you kind of show off and do stuff, too, which I always like. There's great You're responsible heart, for making things happen. Version. Yeah. Um, it, it's in colors that don't traditionally do artifact things. So that's always fun. You're kind mm, of yeah. outside of the box anyway. So it's probably still Gliss, I would say. So then your least favorite commander? See, this was where the James <laughs> Lipton, where I was going to cut up all the buttons because then I was going to have him uh, say it for me. But what is your your least favorite commander? It's, it would be easy to say Turgrid or something, but honestly, I've only played Turgrid like Yeah, twice. I haven't even come. I think I've gone against him once at this point. I think it's probably still like either Chulain or Corvald. Chulain is just ridiculous. Because I feel like you can just kind of play them blindfolded and you're yeah, probably going to sure. still win like half your games. You're probably just going to accidentally yeah, come out ahead. This is well, what happened. And here's the thing. Like I, I say that um, at my shop fairly recently, we've had a couple of my son's friends who have been, have been playing. Mm-hmm. So they're all like 12, 13, 14 years old. And for a brand new player like that, Chulain's great. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. It, it, yeah. It, it's like a really great baby's first commander deck kind of. Um, so I get that, but it also not, it's not just being played by brand new players. So yeah, yeah. That, that's actually a really good point though. Cause I'm, uh, in the process, we have a lot of new blood that we've been introducing to our play group. And that's actually where our last episode is kind of touching on how to build your toolbox when you're kind of a newer player, getting what cards to get. Um, I've been trying to think of commanders to use for newer players, and Tulane's actually probably. I don't want to enter. <laughs> I know, Larry, you're what shaking. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, but it, it is a good point, though. You give that to the newer players; they don't have to think as much. They can just right. still be right. a threat, even though they don't know necessarily what they're doing. So that's actually. I don't know if I'll go Corval because it's that might be a little more. Is that There's, a little, maybe well, a little more complicated? I think, I think, maybe. Yeah, okay, I think now so. we're getting into a little bit of philosophy here too. It's just kind of like so. <laughs> you want to make sure that you're giving new 
like players, new commander players, like something that doesn't have a ton of triggers. Right. right? Yeah. And Corvold has like, you got a sack, you got the counters, you got yeah. a draw, you got a lot going on there. And so like, I agree it's really, really powerful, but at the same time, like there's a lot going on. Well, Tulane's pretty straightforward though, because it's just uh, play a creature, play a draw a card, card, play sure. a land, whatever, Wait. blah blah blah. But yeah, and, I can and, see. And there's the philosophy too. I, I mean, I um, I remember having been told by friends who play guitar, it's much easier to play an electric guitar, but you should still learn on an acoustic because mm. learning on acoustic makes everything else easier after that. So I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that philosophy applies to magic or not, but well, that's a good point. That's a school of thought for some things as well. Interesting. I like that. Uh, okay, so what we're going to do with Dana here is eventually we're going to get to basically, uh, what are we calling it, Larry? What, what did you kind of, the the term tuned EDH what you, is oh, what you wanted to do? Okay, okay. so we're, I mean, we're more going to just talk about like the philosophies of our deck building and seeing if that fits somewhere, you know, it's below CEDH, but it's definitely not... Um, it's not people sitting in a chair tribal, like yeah. that's very casual. So there is that middle ground and I think it kind of should be discussed and how they sure. are different. And you had like actually, the, the reason why it triggered us to get you on, not only cause this is our 200th episode and special guest, all that stuff, but you had tweeted yeah. something out a few weeks ago and then Larry was like, holy crap. Uh, Dana does the same stuff we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think we kind of already had that idea because we have yeah. a mutual, uh, Bill from Woodbury. I know he's gone and met you oh, yeah, guys in yeah. Claire. Yep. Um, and so I, I know he's like, hey, you, you know, three years ago, he's like, you guys should hook up with Dana. And we're like, we'll get to it. Well, and three years later, here. I mean, well, it's well, our- and then we had two years worth of pandemic. Well, exactly. Still ongoing too. Uh, so, but that's going to be in a little bit. But first, what we got to get to, let's see if I can transition this right. All right, here we go. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Stump the Smith Savant. Okay, so this is a special version of uh, Stump the Smith Savant. Since we have Dana here as our special guest, we're actually going to make this a little bit of a competition. This week, there is no prizes on the line, uh, as I came up with the the stump on this one. But we're going to do... How we're changing it is I'm going to read the flavor text. We're starting with Dana. Dana is going to get one clue, and then he's actually what I'll let you do is ask for the clue. Each of you can ask for the clue, uh, so you don't have to get a clue if you don't want it. You can be cocky and get it without even getting anything. But you're going to ask yes or no questions. Every yes, you'll hear this. Hello, boobies. And you can hear the buttons, right, Dana? I'm just making sure I that you can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just like, I may be pressing these buttons right now, and Dana can't even hear them, and he's just sitting there like, oh, all right, and, and there's no something going on. on. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming that he's an adult, so I, he doesn't have to, like, react to Hello yeah. Boobies or Well, anything. no, I just, when I played the, the intro <laughs> Internally, button. Internally, yeah, yeah. Whenever I hear Boobies, <laughs> right. I absolutely something's going on. <laughs> uh, but when I played the intro button, I was thinking, I pressed it, and I was like, what if Dana doesn't even hear anything that's going on right now and we're just staring <laughs> we at him? And he's, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we did not plan that. All right, so that every no, anytime that you guys get a no, wrong, which will wrong, be that, wrong, wrong. it'll be passed on to the other person. So you guys can keep guessing until you get a no. Once you get a no, then it's the other person's turn. And each person only gets one clue. But you guys keep going until you get it. So, All right. All right, here we go. Your life was meaningless, but your death will glorify Yagmoth. And I don't know if it's Tsabo, it's T S A B O. Kid can't even read, Lowry. Hit that button. Uh, thank you. Kid can't even read. Tsabo or Sabo Tavak. 
That is who it's from. Sabo Tovac? I think that's how I normally say it. Yeah. yeah. I don't say that out loud. That's no. <laughs> so your life, your life was meaningless, but your death will glorify Yagmoth. Okay. Uh, so is it a black card? Wrong, 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 wrong. Oh, goes to Lowry. Goes to Lowry. All right. Um... Are you gonna you gonna take a clue? Or are you gonna be ballsy like Dana and not even take a clue? <laughs> no, I thought that was I was right there with him. Um, so I think this this feels like maybe a reanimate card. This feels like something that Liliana Vest would say too. Like um, so, like black card with Sabo Tolly's black card. So you know you can kind of cheat with this is. You just look at Dana's head if he starts going like this. He's agreeing with you. Or yeah, maybe yeah, right, right, he's right. going to play he be throwing you. Me off. Like, well, I think yes. we're both in the same yeah. wrong path here to start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to be real bad. Okay. So this also feels like it's probably a... Um, is this a non-permanent card? Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Back to Dana. Your life was meaningless, but your so, death will so, glorify okay, so Yagmoth. So we know it's a it's a non-black permanent. Yep. Hello, boobies. I'll just give you a hello, boobies. <laughs> just say, <laughs> that's encouragement. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go one more uh, question without asking for a clue. Is, is it an artifact? Hello, boobies. Ooh. Boom. Ooh, that narrows right. it down. And Savo means it's probably an old artifact. I mean, I guess it could be a Modern Horizons-ish card, but I don't recall seeing that text recently. So it's an artifact. That was kind of the thing with this. I was like, oh, oh. going to ha- You know what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, can't get it passed over there. <laughs> you can get a clue, too. I, I, I will take the first clue. I'll take the first clue. Because if I pass, I'm going to lose it. So I might as well. I'm trying to see the one that will best help you. <laughs> um, well, my first one was art features a four, four-armed being. It's a Frexian and, uh, altar. Yep. <laughs> Hello, booby. You got it. Boom. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> uh, so, Larry, you had it there, back, going yeah. back to you there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what kind of gave it away? Well, both. There's of you. just a, like when you think of Sabo Savak, however you say it, like Frexian Alter does pop to mind. I, I knew she was in the art, and the forearm thing was definitely the, the clue. I mean, I, that was one of the cards I was considering, but I wasn't positive. I'm impressed, you guys. And you one, guys did well. Yeah, once it got narrowed down to artifact, and then Sabo was invasion. Yeah, and you're kind of like I. It was. It's a. It's definitely a known card in my head, and so once. It was an artifact. It kind of just clicked, and I was like, "Oh, darn!" Yeah, so it, nice job, nice I was job. Tempted I mean, to you use... had it if I didn't, so we were we were both on the right track. <laughs> I was tempted to jump on the uh, Ultimate Masters version, but mm-hmm. in the thing it says Phyrexian Scriptures, and I was like, "It's kind of in the name there, so let's go with the older art." And I typically oh, like to true. take the older stuff there too. All right, so now let's get into the beer and pizza of this episode. Uh, let me play this button. Perhaps play a little game called Just, a a little just for a second, just to see how it feels. Or ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. So we're playing, well, it's not playing. We're, we're not playing ouch, <laughs> ouch, get on my hair. We are doing just the tips. Uh, so, Larry, why don't you go over kind of what we're going to be doing here with this one again. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to be talking about kind of like just deck building philosophies 
it's it's also goes with like rule zero, rule zero when you're talking with a a crew of people like what are you explaining with your deck um and i think this was a what you wrote dana was kind of like yes i think this is a perfect example of what rule zero should be and and so you just say minimal tutors no tutorable win cons no combo no extra turns no hard control locks uh, and next to impossible to pull out a win before turn eight, 10, uh, eight to 10. Um, there is expensive cards and plenty of interaction. Well, and I also right. think and, and I'm not saying that's the best way to play. That was just like the description of a deck in, yeah. in question, for example. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think the start of that tweet too, is kind of what hit us a little bit too, is that you said you don't like to deal with the deck power level necessarily yeah. and this oh, is the really way that point. you like yeah. to do it and that hits us like that's with us because i have no idea like you can't go yeah this is a seven and then somebody else is like no that's an eight because it has this and that and like i don't even know where to put my deck on levels i just know that they're we did an episode and i don't think we knew what we were talking about <laughs> <laughs> like it was so it's really hard like there's so much like oh yeah we did try minutia to, to it yeah right and and like it's you know, everything that you just wrote, I would go like, you know what? That's probably, you know, if you're building it like in a tuned way, that might be like that seven to eight. Sure. Which everybody says that is what their deck is. <laughs> right. Oh, it's seven to eight. Yeah. And, it's just, and so like my sliver with Dana, I would believe Dana that yeah. he knows, you know, that range. But he's not, he, he doesn't even want to talk about well, that. You so, need to. So my thought process there is at the very least, even if you wind up with a with a mismatch in in power, the person you're playing against knows what to expect. So the, at the very yeah. least, the expectations are set about, okay, well, it wound up being a mismatch, but I knew this wasn't going to happen and this wasn't going to happen and this wasn't going to happen. So so you've at least like prepared them for the fact that things wound up not being as close as we thought in terms of power, but I was at least ready for there to not to be a bunch of tutors, not to be a bunch of counter spells, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're at least on the same page as much as you can be. Like some of that stuff is not subjective. Like when I just say I have infinite combos, I don't have any. Like there's no, yeah. there's yeah. no questions to be asked there. Like they, they knew that going in. You, you've given them something concrete versus a seven, which is pretty subjective. Yeah, and and I think that's a really good point. Like if if there are ways that you want to build your deck, and you're talking like, and you say my deck has no combos. Somebody else should be able to be like, well, I am like that starts that conversation that some people that I think because there is the the hesitancy for people to be like, oh, this is what my deck does, which I don't know if people should say if, you know, if you know, I I understand if you don't want to give, you know, tilt your hand. But when if if you're willing to say like no combo, I do like but maybe, you know, talk about how hard it is to get like the no tutoring for the win con. I think that's really, you know, again, everything that you just said, like Mr. Combo number five responded to it and said, this should be like one of your like business cards. It's like, actually, that's like a deck philosophy. And if you can just be like, this is how my decks generally run. I think that could be really just like a good way of starting a game with randoms. Yeah, Uh, I got a, well, here's a question for it is, why do we have it this way? Like, why are we, I kind of know why we do it, but in specifically, why do you do your Dexas, like have these kind of zero rule things going so, on? So to, to take it back a step, um, I was kind of on board with the number system and, and I'm not necessarily against it. I, mm-hmm. I, I understand why you want to throw some rough number out there. It gives you a starting point. 
um, I was much more on board with it a couple of years back. And then I, I believe it was the, one of the that first round of command fests they had right before COVID hit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, there was one in Chicago, one in Seattle, and one in I want to say Washington D.C. I went to the Chicago one. Um, so mm-hmm. I just played commander with a bunch of random people, you know, for two days basically. Um, the thing I really noticed there about just discussing deck power with people was not even necessarily the tangibles, but the intangibles. Felt like they made a really big swing in decks I was playing. I could sit down at this deck and say, this deck based on the cards is a six. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a Tauran Sky Summoner deck that's built around making tokens. It's, it's, yeah. So it's it's not a control deck, it's a token deck. It's got a ton of like ponders and portents and brainstorms and, and mm-hmm. as many cheap cantrips or draw spells and like things to buff my tokens up gravitational shift or favorable winds or whatever. So I like just go wide with tokens and try to smash somebody in the face. It's a, it's a token um, aggro deck. That deck, if you hand someone that deck and say, look through my cards, they're trash. Like Brainstorm's a good card, I guess, but there's a ton of things in there, Latinam's Legacy or <laughs> Search for the Golden City, like cards that are, are in 200x in EDH rec, like just mm-hmm. cards that mm-hmm. are genuinely not good in most decks. They're, they're good in that deck, though, for the way that deck is built and the way it plays. They're, they're quite good. If I hand someone that deck and they flip through it, they're going to think this is just a trash deck. Mm-hmm. But the way those pieces fit together in that particular deck changed the power level. <sighs> Additionally, I'm not the best player in the world, but like I play a ton of commander. Right. Like just accidentally, I'm going to be good or I'm going to be right. better than most people because I just get a lot of reps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So even, you know, though I make my fair share of mistakes, I'm just good enough because it's I magic. play a lot. What you, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's Commander especially. Yeah. So, like, that's a thing you can't measure either. That that deck that looks like a five or six based on the cards, the way they're assembled is a tough thing to gauge and rate. And the way that would play in my hands compared to what would play in somebody who's been playing for six months mm-hmm. is a whole different mm-hmm. thing too. And I really noticed that that Command Fest where, like, I was looking at a deck that someone had that based on the cards, I'm like, that deck is pretty strong. But they, their interactions were terrible. They've mm-hmm. got a Sun Titan, and there's four permanents in the whole deck that could actually re- recur with a Sun Titan. Right. So, like, the cards might be strong, but in that deck they weren't, or in that player's hands they weren't. Yeah. And that yeah. that experience kind of threw me and made me, like, really question how much you can really put in that number system. Right. And I would say two things with it, too, is that... Um, one by eliminating or by adding these rules on, you kind of get almost a balance of decks in a way. Um, not everybody's is going to be the same and everybody, every player is going to be different. Like you said, you know how to, even if your deck is bad, you can still pilot it or politics the table mm-hmm. to make sure. things work in yeah. your favor. Cause you're a, a, an experienced player. <clears throat> um, but the, the other thing is, is like you were just saying there is you tend to build your deck better you're having synergies a lot more that you don't have a card that you just go well why why the hell is this card in here it's does it make you you're not looking for that tutor to get to your one of three win cons in the whole deck you make it so that your deck flows all it's just a better deck all around it doesn't matter what always in the game is i like that's the aim that i try and go for and that's what it seems like what you're kind of saying is like if one card gets blown up your deck's not done Right. If, but like you're able, you're probably drawing enough cards. You're every card in your hand has a reason and it's going to do something when you're doing it. 
fits within the theme and the style of the deck. And, and that's, you know, again, very different from, okay. You can, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, because I think you play a lot more and with a lot wider audience that was going to be my next or, question yeah. was like, then how many different person, groups certain, do you yeah, have? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because definitely. people like you. And so, <laughs> and, and so like, <clears throat> is this very different from CEDH? Um, no, like in a lot of ways, there's a lot of similarities. Um, okay. one thing I, I ran into last week, I played a bunch of commander with some friends last week over the course of a few days uh, on a vacation and Sorry, you should have the oh, good for you button going there, (laughs) especially where he was. Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) You got a double oh, good for you. Do you have any buttons? I feel bad. (laughs) So, uh, one of the things I looked at when I came back was um, I've got a bunch of copies of Soul Guide Lantern Index, just as to, you know, if someone's going to pop off with a. Rise of the Dark Realms, I want to stop that or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And and what was the new similar version we just got? Lantern of the Dead, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know the Innis- name. Yeah, yeah, that functions similarly, but it also hits your graveyard, but you draw yep. a card every time. So I was looking at my decks. I'm like, well, I've still got landed a bunch of these decks, but these three decks have no recursion. So why don't? So why do I care if my graveyard goes away too? I might as well put in the the new lantern in those decks. That way, every time I blow up someone's graveyard with it, I will always draw the card. Soul Guide Lantern, you get to choose between drawing the card or blowing up graveyards. Yeah. The other, yep. the other one hits yours as well, but you always get the card draw. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I should I should go through in the decks that have no recursion, because there's a couple of them. I might as well swap out for that new Lantern and always get the card draw. Just mm-hmm. makes Absolutely. sense in that sense. Oh, it's, uh, I just pulled it up. Just I typed in Lan- Lantern of the Lost. Is that Lantern the one you're Lost. talking about? There we go. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, that's a pretty minimal change, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. if you do that, six or eight times a year on different cards over the course of like three or four years, that makes a pretty big difference in your deck's power level, even if that isn't apparent looking at your deck. And yeah. that that's the thing CDH does. That's like what CDH is all about is finding those little tiny screws you can turn to get that slight advantage over what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like in a lot of ways, it's a similar thing. Okay. It, but like clearly when you're saying no combo, like that takes it down... For sure. And, and I don't play much fast mana either. Like, I'm not running, I don't think I have a crypt yep. in any deck yep. anymore. I have any mana, mana vaults in any deck. I'm not running, you know, Mox, yep. um, Diamond in anything. Whatever. I don't have any Chrome Mox well, or anything. So, yeah. And, and again, that's like, I think, a philosophy thing. Like, I don't put crypt in anything that has, like, it's in my dragon deck so that I can play it, sure. like, maybe a turn, it, like, where it kind of like, I have Needs big fat it. creatures that yeah. I want to make sure that just don't get yeah. stuck in my hand. And when I say that, you're like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. And, um, but it's not in, you know, it's not going to be in my elf decks. Or right. Anything. What? Why not? I'm, be- just kidding. I'm kidding. Be- well, cause like, it, cause it is that power level. And, and I yeah. think when you're getting, <clears throat> we have a pretty specific group, Adam. And so like, I try, I definitely try and tune my decks to be within that range. Yeah. And, and when people are like, oh, I want to try this deck or I want to do this deck, you know, I want to make sure that I can choose decks that are within that range to create a good game. Mm-hmm. And that's like, and it's because <clears throat> it's also like playing philosophy. Dana, I don't, you know, I don't know your play style, but like when you're in a game and you can knock somebody out, but it's like the, 
it's just right away everybody's still in that 30 life range yeah, like tough. are you knocking them out yeah or, i mean or, i prefer not to yeah exactly yep and so that's if, that's if again a, a mindset friend, if it's a, a friend we're like i know there's gonna be no hard feelings then you get them out or, or you can talk <laughs> shit when you do it yeah like, exactly. that's different <laughs> but, but if it's somebody i don't know well or a stranger i absolutely do not want to do that yeah and it's and even so, more so, I think, and in, in, in this is probably something you guys experience as well, when you are doing content creation, you also like have a reputation you have to worry about, too. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be that jerk who, who was on well, a podcast. Everybody, we're more just picked on. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a thing in our Discord, it's called Kill the Smith. Like, when in doubt, yeah. kill the Smith. That's what... So it doesn't even make sense. It just comes at us whenever we're playing with well, anybody. And you get that too, right? Like we, yeah. there are people that like want to say they beat the person on the show. Yeah, too. exactly. So, yeah. so the experience is weird. It's I, definitely if you're different. In content creation, it's a little bit of a different environment. Yeah, both in that terms of how people play against you and how you play back. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Um, one thing I was wondering: what is a what is a nice number for length of game? What is your time? I want the game to go an hour ish. I, I okay. don't want a game to go two hours usually i don't want it to be over in 15, i don't mind 20 it minutes usually either <laughs> i had on my, i had it written down one to three hours so. <laughs> it, it also depends on what's happening too like yeah. i've played three hour games where everyone's just going back and forth and it feels yeah. like you're playing yeah, yeah, four yeah. different games at the same time so and that's what i feel like is a good commander game is if at some point during the game everybody had an opportunity to potentially yeah. win the game well um, and i think part of the reason was why i'm not really a combo player is I want to see, like, I don't want to just win. Yeah. I want to see somebody else try to win and fail first. <laughs> like, I want to stop them and say, you, you made your move and you did not succeed, and you made yeah. your move and you did not succeed, and then I won. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and when so you it, say combo, both of you guys are both were, because I normally say infinite combo, you're just saying basically infinite I, combo. I, yeah, you're I use that infinite. for an infinite combo. Like, there's yeah, definitely right. interactions I have in decks where, like, this works well with this and this. Yeah, um, I don't think I run anything in any of my decks where I can just like auto generate a win. Yeah, yeah. my closest one is the uh, Niv Mizzet. Uh, what did I write down? It was Niv Mizzet the what is it? Ophidian Eye. Oh, but sure. that depends on how many players you have and how big your deck is at that point because you right, can't right. mill out everybody at once or kill everybody at once. I don't have a problem. Like I lose to combo all the time. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying for me yeah. personally, it doesn't. No. It's not satis- not a satisfying way for me to close out a game. Well, it, it sometimes it, you get feel bads where everybody's <clears throat> grinding at this win or this game, and then all of a sudden the game's just done like that, and nobody yeah. had a chance to do anything. So that it and, does get kind of feel bads in there, and that's kind of why we eliminate it from what we we typically do. And there's definitely a difference between uh, like combo where it's like known and kind of like maybe three cards. Like, sure. but if it if it's if it's a contraption. Like and you're yeah. like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I, I and and so for me at least, and that doesn't have to be for everybody, but like if it's new to me or interesting, that makes me not like worry about it. Sure. But if it's if it's uh you know Bolus Citadel with whatever is going you know like Sensei's top and the fucking the one that gains you life and then you can yeah. burn fifty oh, like Aether. Flux Reservoir. Yeah, like that. That's known. That's I've seen it before, and so like that's that's where it is to me. Like also just like decks. For Adam, Adam really likes Crater Hoof Behemoth and Cyclonic. Yeah, yeah. He likes those two cards, and 
and he plays them in a lot of his blue and green decks, whatever it is. Dude, I haven't built a blue boring. and green deck. It's all it gets, red lately, man. I know, I know. <laughs> it's all red. red. It's crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but like, I'm not going to complain about it either. Like, I know it. Yeah. I'm going to be ready for it. Sure. And I'm going to play according. But at the same time, like, I do... And again, this isn't this isn't something that I would say, hey, you should be playing or like making decks or playing stuff for other people's benefit and enjoyment. You know, I can also say, fuck them, you know, do, <laughs> sure. do your thing, too, because at the same time, like I've been doing we you know, we've all been doing commander for a really long time. And so when you're doing it for a longer time, you're looking for different things in a game or in a deck and. And so I think that's also important, like perspective wise, like the newer player is going to want to do Citadel top and reservoir. Right. Like, and and I, I need to be able to be okay with that and not be like, Oh, that's fucking boring. (laughs) You know, like, because those are cool new interactions for them. Sure. As well. And so and, and that gets tricky sometimes too when it's yeah. like the fourth game of the night and you haven't eaten in six hours and you're getting <laughs> cranky and tired and low blood sugar and you're just and you gotta pee and you're like oh, <laughs> I guess man you won. Like it's you gotta fight you gotta like not have that attitude sometimes and that's that's sometimes you have to fight through that and be like, Yeah, good game, man. <laughs> so I I mean I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> well, actually, one of the things I was going to ask, uh, Data, is do you guys do uh, anything to kind of counteract the four-player rule, you know, the fourth person when starting the game? So we kind of started, we did this uh, guys weekend right before COVID hit, actually, is when we started implementing this. But um, where when we play four-player games, we try to get, we, we do free mulligans. We want to have a fun game. We don't care about g- dropping down. You know, we, we do that as well. It's like as yeah, long as you're just multiple playable hand and no one's right. trying You're not to just trying sketchy. to wait for your yes. soul ring into Sensei's top or whatever. Right. But as long as, you, you know, you have a crappy hand, whatever. Um, but what we have been doing is first player draws eight, uh, second player and third player draw nine, last player draws 10. And it's doing the London Mulligan rule where, okay. where you take those and you put them on the bottom. And it seems like it's evened out. We haven't really like kept track when we did it in the beginning. Yeah. It seemed to help a little bit, but it gives that last player, you know, at least a two card advantage over that first player to choose seeing. what they're yeah. seeing with the cards. And then, you know, everybody has the same amount. Do you guys do anything to start a game that helps that at all? Um, we've messed around a little bit with things like starting off with the um, monarch in play, like the last, How does the that last work? player is the monarch. Oh, okay. Um, it, it, it wanted to be a little more chaotic than I think was we were hoping for. Like it felt like it just added more chaos to the game really early than it actually served as an interesting advantage because is it more of people trying to get to that person as fast as possible or or, or you'd have the situation where like the first player would drop that t1 lanowar elf or something and that last player like okay i'm the monarch and if they don't have a blocker they're just gonna immediately give it up to that first player who's gonna draw a card off right away anyway so it wanted to be an advantage that i don't know if it was even an advantage really for the last player Um, and that was really it like most of the people i play with we tend to play slow enough that I don't know if we ever really noticed there was an advantage to going first, like you might see in a faster meta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you guys do? We do. We this was our game changer was starting to play with proxies. Now you probably don't because you play at the store more, and that might be a little bit more. Like Depends. we don't. Um, I, I do play in a shop, but 
and people come in with proxies and people we have people put proxies on our stream sometimes too it's i mean my attitude about it is i, I do think there are problems inherent in proxies mm-hmm. like they can cause an arms race i yes. do think they can let they make it easy to power beyond the power of your pod in a way that people kind of sometimes lie to themselves about like uh that like what i've seen people do is like that person's got a scrub land so therefore i'm okay for practicing practicing a guy's cradle like those aren't the same thing a scrub no. land and two color decks not the same thing as your cradle no, right um, but that being said i think proxies are probably necessary these days like mm-hmm. I, I, I the reality is there's just a lot of crazy expensive cards and yeah. they're not just all old ones these days yeah um I am pretty okay with proxies in most circumstances, I think, as long as people are aware of the the problems that can sometimes be inherent in them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I think it's, it's, these days it's part of the game. Yep. And I know one thing, and I've, and I've seen the discussion on some of this too, like one of our rules within our play group is you have to own the card. Yeah, we don't. And, and then you just have don't it. have to worry about switching it in between decks sure. and stuff like that. Like, and that kind of made sense for Adam and um, because even I was just like proxy away. These days, yeah. I don't even worry about that too much. Yeah, especially uh, when it's like an open meta and you got to deal with a lot of people. Like, you're not going to fucking just go and like, hey, can you show prove me? It. Do you have it. an right, Im- right. Go bring Im- your binder Im- images. <laughs> right, right. And like, it's like, that's that's pointless. I, I, I totally see that. But, but we, with our, we don't like we our friends. A, so right. we just... <laughs> prove it (laughs) show us that card well that's easier for us because we just have a specific play group we don't typically like when we go into play at lgs's and stuff it's more of like the pre-releases and stuff like that i haven't really done a lot of uh we we had a shop in town i play at once a week um and you're gonna plug them you can plug them <laughs> <laughs> d20 in Claire, wisconsin i'll plug them. there you go there you go <laughs> uh, but this is a college town so we have, we have like a pretty good turnover of people anyway that that are mm-hmm. coming through that play mm-hmm. magic a lot of people that, are, that play there are younger too um so I, th- I think at this point like in commander night we oftentimes are at 40 to 50 people in there playing so there's, there's nice. you know, 10 to 12 pods going most of the time on edh night um, wow. The store just had to expand to accommodate in part because Commander Night is so big. So, did you guys it, it shrink down quite a bit with COVID, and then now when I did you guys? I didn't really, they did, but not a ton. They still had you know, like I wasn't playing for them until I got my my vaccination, so I wasn't yeah. going in. Um, they still had people showing up. Like the store survived and did pretty well. And That's since awesome. vaccines have been a thing, that night has just exploded. That's crazy. We don't have yeah. anything like that up here, do we? I don't think we have. I don't know any stores that get that many. Not up where you're at. No. Well, not here. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean like Twin I would, Cities. I think because um, I'm trying to think of the, the source. Like that was one of the bigger no, ones. I or uh, I, I would say like Lodestone before, and, and there's yeah, been yeah. you know a, a dozen to sixteen, eighteen people playing Commander. I mean, yeah. on a Sunday afternoon, I think I went over there one time for yeah. a Commander afternoon. And Dreamers Vault might have some action because um, they're. More Listen the to all these plugs. We're going to get yeah, some money yeah. from this. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody likes us. Oh, That's fine. Oh, speaking Wait. really quick, uh, Dana, what are you drinking there? It looks like a whiskey. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done our uh, plugs for our, our drinks here tonight. What are you drinking? I have a uh, Glenfiddich 14 I'm finishing Ooh, off that, that looks I got delicious. my father-in-law for a gift uh, a few months ago. That's awesome. Larry, what are you like... drinking up there, buddy? Um, well, or I, what crushed, did you... I crushed <laughs> yeah, two what, beers what? already. I, it's very good. <laughs> You're I got, so wasted. This was a generous donation from... Uh, a patron of ours. I can't say his name in front of Dana. I'll blush. 
Uh, it's Alex. Uh, it's uh, Liquid Strata. Yeah, I book hockey. Uh, Liquid Strata Crystals DDH Strata New England IPA, and this was delicious. Nice. Um, you might be able to get this down in Eau Claire. I'll have uh, to look. And then right now, I am drinking Alpha Claws from Three Floyds, which is also very good. Um, you got this, some cool names with your beers, yeah, This man. is a Christmas porter. I highly suggest both these beers. I'm very, very pleased tonight and probably I'm just drunk. drinking a Sam Adams seasonal old <laughs> Fezziwig. That's all I'm drinking. The wife got I, that I had to one. go to a, to a junior high band concert tonight, so I figured I needed to start drinking afterwards after sitting through that for an hour. <laughs> The kids tried. They, yeah. they, there, was, there was a good effort put forth. Are you are you a musician at all? Then, like you brought up the guitar thing, and no, um, no I I you know played amateurly as a kid, like in band, and I played guitar a little bit, goofed around, but no, not. He really. doesn't have time for music. My, he does so much. I'm my wife saying. actually, my wife was a pretty good uh, uh, pianist, and my son plays piano as well, um, okay. and is quite skilled. He did nice. not get that from me; he got it from her. So, <laughs> I'm just our grandma covers her ears when we're singing "Happy Birthday." That's our <laughs> level. So pretty much. That's, yeah. You're doing better well, than us. No, no remember- I, I, I am a pretty pretty big music nerd. I actually do get over to the cities quite a bit, and I've gone to – I mean, I try to go pre-COVID at least three or four times a year over there to go to First Half for different concerts. Nice. But mm-hmm. it's funny that since COVID. A majority of the country that hears this and they go, the cities, what are they talking yeah, about? Yeah, people don't realize that the Twin yeah. Cities is called the cities. <laughs> like, It's like what – Chicago <laughs> gets Dana? its name. Just in the- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. So was there anything else with stuff to do you get, do you have any, we have a little beef with counter spells, but that's only because we're butthurt from my cousin, our other cousin <laughs> yeah, when we used to play anymore. 60 card decks. Uh, I mean, I, just... I, counter spells suck. Like I, okay, nobody likes right. doing that stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, that, Dana, actually... can you come on every week? Cause uh, it'd be great to just have, <laughs> hold on, just I, cut I that have... up in a button. Right. Counter spells. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I will. I have <laughs> at least one blue deck that doesn't have counter spells in it because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to run counter spells in this deck. Yeah. I just don't want them. And I think the, the deck that has my, my deck that has the most, it's probably my most competitive deck. I do have a like, just slightly sub CEDH uh, Edric from Astro Trust deck. Okay. That I don't play very often, but it's like if, if I need to play at that power level, I have one that I can play at that level. Mm-hmm. I think it's got nine, eight or nine counter spells. That's the most I have in any deck. You know, I, the ones where I'm even running them, I'm running like, you know, four counter spells, five counter spells tops. Just because it's annoying. Like, I know it's annoying. So yeah. I don't feel bad if I'm using it surgically to stop something that I need right. to stop. But, like, playing control with counter spells, it's yeah. not fun when someone does it to me. So I don't want right. to do it to somebody it's else. Solitaire. <laughs> I, typically, the counter spells that make it in my deck have to fit. Like, everything has to theme wise. Like we were talking about before. If, you know, if I'm dealing with treasures or something, then I'm going to use what it's spell swindle. Is that the yeah, one that yeah. has the treasure? Yeah. So it always has to, the counter has to fit with what's going sure. on. But otherwise, it is, I mean, counter is the best removal spell. It just sucks when you're not playing magic anymore and you're waiting <laughs> for the counter. It feels bad when you're sitting right to the left of that Baral player and like, right. they're just, right. they, they can't wait to just counter whatever the counter. first spell that comes counter. in. Like, come on. <laughs> well, that's, that's exactly so. Our cousin that doesn't play anymore, he he played a patron wizard sixty card casual deck, Ugh. and Ugh. essentially the what we would have to do is whoever was sitting the next player, <laughs> you would have to play as many spells many. as you could so that the like <laughs> the, Adam or I myself could play a spell sure. or two. Yeah. It was to, awful, and then he yeah, it was 
It made games awful. That's why counter spells are awful. We're Let's... kind of butthurt with it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it uh, it's a game later, we're like they're an important part of the game. Don't get me wrong; yeah, I'm well aware of that. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're frustrating for sure. I get yeah. it. The same thing to to a degree. Like in the last year, I've kind of pulled back a little bit on the amount of board wipes I run in decks. I usually run three mm-hmm. to four, and I've pulled that down to two in most of my decks at most. Again, because there was too many situations where like we'd be at the forty five minute mark or an hour mark, and I'd board wipe and like three turns later, someone else board wipes and like it just mm-hmm. keeps going. Yeah. It wound up like at some point I'm like, I'd rather just lose this game than keep having them be extended. Um, so yeah, I've pulled Absolutely. that number back a little bit too. Yeah. I think in the last couple of years, Lowry's bled on to me a little bit where I was always playing similar to you as I was playing board wipes was my answer to get rid of everything. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that. That's why the cyclonic rift makes it in because it's like, yeah, yeah. what's the answer to artifacts or what's the answer to enchantments? What's the answer to creature? Well, cyclonic rift is the answer for everything. But right. over the last couple of years, I've pulled back on going more spot removal stuff because you don't need quite so many board. Wipes. It sucks to reset well, sometimes. And, and that's kind of like, it's not as bad as like Armageddon, right? Right. Like sure. Armageddon just like sets the game way back. And I and I definitely have problems with that unless you have a, a way to win within yeah, two turns. Agreed. That's the big um, thing with all those. Yeah. It, you and, have to have a way to win. If you're just doing it to do it, you yeah. suck. <laughs> and so like, but like Wrath of God and Damnation, they kind of had the same effect for me, mm. you know, like where I'm just like, I'm not going to put those in unless I can use them to my advantage to end the game right. quicker. Like if it's an indestructible deck or, or you know. Uh, like to Fury's protection and I can protect everything like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But like, unless it's like hour of reckoning in a token deck, like if it wasn't that style, I just don't do wraths. And generally I have found that spot removal at the right time solves as many problems as a wrath would, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody's going to crater hoof, yeah, then, then you're just kind of done. Yeah. yeah. But, then the game's done. Also, you start a new game. You know, right. You know, and like, so like again, those are those things like when when you've been playing long enough, you you know what you're looking for, and I don't. Again, there isn't any problem in somebody wanting to play Wrath of God. Yeah, for sure. And so, okay, one thing that I did bring up, and 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 I know we're kind of starting to wrap up a little bit. I can feel it. I don't know, <laughs> but is is this a discussion where it's kind of like okay? should there be some type of consideration for this like type of tuned decks in the conversation of, you know, like you can be like, I've been playing EDH for a long time and these decks are fairly tuned. I, you know, you know, I don't have those combos. I don't have the tutors. So it's, it's in my mind is clearly not CEDH. It's not competitive. Right. Like it's definitely a step down, but I'm not a new player. I have, you know, I don't have a small collection that I'm picking from. I don't really have, you know, like, is there a big enough crew of people like that go like, yeah, we're, we're kind of something different from very casual and we're very different from competitive. And is that something that should be brought into the discussion at least at this point? (sighs) I, I think, I mean, yes, but I also, you have to be succinct too. And I, I don't know if there's a good way to do it either. I think it's, I think it's a good idea, but I, I, I'm unsure how to implement that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at this point, I'm just erring on the side of like providing as much information as I can to someone in that 20 or 30 seconds 
before the, they get bored of hearing me talk about my tech and I sound <laughs> narcissistic. Um, so like whatever information that I think is useful that I can convey in that window, I want to try to convey, um, Beyond that, I, I, I don't know if I if there's a right answer to that. Because you're right, there's there's absolutely like playing against me and my decks is going to be a different experience than playing against someone who's you know six months into this game and yeah. is playing a even if it's a modified precon like I don't you know mm -hmm. it's just going to be different. I just have I know what your card is like, Lowry. We were both pretty quickly able to figure out that Ajnad altar like mm -hmm. yeah. We just are around the game enough that, like, a four-armed person in the art, that's alter. I mean, like, yeah. like that's a thing most people don't have. Um, yeah. And yeah. and when we build a deck, I would wager you two are able to be like, that one stupid card from Invasion is going to be great in this set. Or that one mm -hmm. crappy, you know, uncommon from, from back in Homelands is going to actually be perfect here. 95% mm -hmm. mm -hmm. of players don't brew that way. Um, so even though those cards on paper don't look that impressive, they might be very impressive in our particular deck. Um, yeah. The question becomes, how do you convey that in 20 or 30 seconds? And I, I don't know what the answer is, is to that necessarily, but it definitely makes a difference. Well, is it is it just a new type of commander? Like, do yeah, you, I mean, is that the way oh, it be? And that's the hard I, I, part about it. I think the reality is Commander is just a crazy format yeah. where there's a bunch of different factors that yeah. make up the power level. And I don't know if you can, you just can't put it on a scale, I don't think. Right. And, and the thing is, is I think uh, that makes sense. We don't really, we don't really get butt hurt with that with somebody comes in and they're comboing off and it's just kind of go, well, no, we just don't play that, you know, but understand I, that I mean, people I, are. I think and, there was a, there was the Commander tournament at Vegas and I think it was 2018. Um, that was really weird because it was a commander tournament, so therefore they're going to get competitive decks, but mm -hmm. it also mm -hmm. awarded points for most creative decks. So every pod I sat down in had somebody playing like Teferi Chain Veil into someone else's like ladies looking left deck. It was mm -hmm. just because of how the tournament was set up, you had all kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah. I also saw that same Teferi Chain Veil deck absolutely fall on its face because the player playing it looked up best EDH deck OPGG right. and put it together for that tournament and had no idea how to run it and then fizzled yep. out four or five times trying to figure out what the combo was and mm -hmm. lost to someone's pretty mediocre ladies looking left deck <laughs> because they were able to just drop those craw worms and smash them in the face while the person was trying to figure out their combo. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do you measure that? Like, like that, that is a real thing that can happen in, in commander. And I don't know uh, how do you quantify that? I am not sure that's, not probably a common a occurrence point. necessarily like that kind of thing happens. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the ladies looking left deck, but I know <laughs> like we had, we had a buddy that doesn't play anymore again, um, that would pull decks off, you know, deck lists off and proxy them and buy them or whatever. And he was just like, ah, this deck doesn't really look good. And you're, you're going through it and like, Oh, you don't know. Like you don't understand what this combo is doing. This combo is doing sure, sure. like, and it was just like, you don't, if you don't know how to pilot the deck, that's really, really important. Yeah. And so, like, and that's harder to do for newer players. Mm -hmm. And so like what you're saying right there is just like newer players. It's really, even if you have a good deck or you spent a ton of money, it is hard because there is a lot of interactions within a commander deck. So how do you quantify that? Right. Yeah. I think that's a really good point of what you're saying. 
Yeah, and like I said, talk, talking about the, the the Lantern of the Lost versus um, Soul Guide Lantern thing, like that's I know thing. exactly what you're talking about, and other people might be like, "Who cares?" Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. right. But but if you are if you're playing that deck that's made 15 of those tweaks over the course of a year, yep. that's going to play much different than someone else's deck. But that doesn't look that way on paper. Mm-hmm. So I, I, mm-hmm. it's just a mess. I think maybe we have to just acknowledge that like, there's never going to be a perfect solution. Yeah. And to just try to give as much information as we can during that conversation with strangers. That feels pessimistic, but okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe. It, well, it, it's also the, the, the game's evolving too. Maybe yeah. we will yep. have that solution in two years. Maybe there'll be, there'll be a better way to do that or something. Um, I, who knows? But I, I think like it's it's evolved from where it was two years ago. So mm-hmm. the, the game is continuing to change. Like our our understanding of it is changing as well. Um, I can tell no. you the pre-cons each year just get more Absolutely. and more ridiculous. It's yeah. insane. That, have you gone against a Zephy deck at all? Yeah, it's crazy. The deck is crazy. It's just, <laughs> it, it, you, you have to do math. Like You have yeah. to do calculus and crap while you're doing that freaking deck. It's insane. Well, there's so many cards, too. Like, yeah. like you know, how many... I, I remember when I first started playing and being excited about, hey, M14's coming up. We're going to get some new cards. And we'd get... And I, like, going through M14 and be like, all right, there's two playable cards here that I want to use in my deck. <laughs> right. Now, nowadays, now it's, it's just I mean, a mitful every yeah, time. Yeah, and, and there's, hey, that. there's five new legends we can <laughs> choose from in this set versus like there's 36 new ones in this set in, in yeah, the have, 10 sets we get per year like that changes the math and everything too oh yeah it's i mean it i mean okay we're going into there's like they have been printing so many the year of commander mm-hmm. gave us so many commanders to choose from like that's nice to have diversity sure but i don't know how many are actually being played and I'm sure EDH rec plug could, um, <laughs> could tell us, but like, I'm sure there's, you know, just a lot in a few of them. And then like a sprinkling among the other 130. Yeah. Yes. Basically. I mean, like if you look at each set, you're like, what's the strongest commander from the set? That's one that's getting played most. And, and that that's, just goes, yeah. Is there anything else that Guilty. you, uh, would like to add with, how your play group or what you like to see. Like we, we talked about the combos and we talked about all that stuff. Was there something that we missed that you like to do when you're with, if you had a choice or what you do with decks, I guess, personally, um, I mean, I, I would say I build in a way that probably isn't necessarily the way most people build either. I don't see a commander and want to build that commander. I come up with an idea and try to figure out what commander can facilitate that, that idea. Um, okay. And I usually also try to avoid new commanders because um, I. So want what to happens some... when you don't have a commander that fits with it? <laughs> I take I sometimes take years to come up with that, to, to find that solution. Um, I, I wanted to build an Izzet deck. I want to say 2018 is when I started kind of come up with the Izzet deck I wanted to build, and I knew right. what I wanted to do. I wanted an Izzet deck that was built around combat damage, where I would swing with an Izzet commander and give it like the red version of giant growth, which I think is brute force. And then like force. copy brute force with a fork or something. And then yeah. like double the damage and like be able to hit somebody with essentially Voltron using like instant speed creature buffs. Calamax? Well, and then Calamax came out and I'm like, well, that's the obvious answer to this thing. <laughs> it's is so to fun. Do that with Calamax, oh, which is so I didn't want to do it then. 
Because it was obvious. I don't want to do it. All right. It's so fun. You have to be the mad scientist. Right. Right. And and that's like, that's important to me that like, that's what gives me satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect to anybody who like takes the the quote unquote obvious route. Uh, But I want to do like, I want to find my unique way to do it. That's important to me. Well, that's kind of the the cool thing too, is if you find a commander that isn't, highly used you get yeah. a lot of people that are like oh what is that i've never seen that commander before so yeah i get that um, everybody's so, so, seen calamax right. lowry i'm just kidding <laughs> well like so so i've wanted to put an equipment commander for years and which which meant well i'm not building boros because everyone builds boros equipment so like i've yes. tried orzov equipment I, I finally i finally nailed it with an azorius equipment deck um and, and got one that i enjoyed playing but I, I tinkered with that for years trying to figure out how to build equipment in a way that was that felt unique to me right. and and played the way I wanted a deck to play. So like right. I, I mess around with stuff for years. I have I have a dozen decks probably on my architect profile that are hidden right now that I'm like trying that I, <laughs> I will tinker with, you know, for twenty minutes for a day and then not touch it for three weeks and go back to it till I till I like find the right like alch- alchemical mix to make me want to actually put it together in a paper. So I've done that once and it was with, uh, I've always wanted to have a vehicle deck. And then I was just like, sure. just, I just don't want to do the dwarf thing when they build it and they're like, ah, vehicles, vehicles. I'm like, no, no, no. And then Magda came out and I was like, this is perfect for go. it and built it. And the equipment or the vehicles just don't work that way. I mean, sure, they yeah. work, but there's so much other things you can do. You don't need, I have those still in there, but it now isn't really a vehicle deck. It's just, a tap engine for my, my dwarves to tap. So I was really excited. I, sure. so I kind of took that same angle. Where I was waiting for something to come out that was for vehicles or not necessarily for vehicles, but would work well with it. And then I found one and then it just didn't fucking work. Well, like, I, I messed with exalted. Magda's for, good though. Exalted for a long oh. time. So I started with Rafik obviously. And I'm like, Oh, this yep. is, this is just a Rafik deck. doesn't matter what mm. you do. It's a Rafik deck. So I tr- mm. I've tried like half a dozen different iterations of Exalted, and the conclusion I eventually came to was, unless you're playing some vanilla legend from back in the Legends that has no abilities, your commander is just always going to be the best part of that deck that you're going to swing with every single time. It's just going to turn into that commander deck because mm. yeah. Exalted is just the, the creatures are always kind of bad, and they're going to your they commander is going to be by far the best part of it. It's going to be the logical thing you swing with every time. So your deck is just going to become the Rafik deck or the, I, I tried Kenrith at one point, or I tried Saskia at one point. Like they just turn into those commanders. <laughs> I So, okay. Not tooting my horn. I'll be working on a Rafik deck that is exalted, but I think it's going to work a little bit different. Okay. And so I might once, I'll probably send a deck list For over sure. to you. Yeah. It might be six months from now. I'm going to, oh, maybe we should plug this right now. Starting in 2022, I'm going to start like trying to do some like live stream deck building stuff. And so Rafik is going to be in the pile that I have. It just might, it's not going to be first. It might be like third on the list right now. And so, but I, I again, I think it's, I like Exalted. I'm totally yeah, there with I, you. I love the mechanic. Yeah. And, and so it, it is, hopefully I got an interesting way to go about well, it. Cool. And so... Still exalted though. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think when you're deck building, I think that's really hard. Uh, uh, the way you're doing it, I'm sure is incredibly satisfying because you're taking this wide idea. And generally for me and Adam, like we build 
fairly similar, but like the commander gives you the focus. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. And so you're able to build there, and I'm sure that's how a lot of people play. And you, you're kind of going like everything the what works. <laughs> what do you what, narrow it down to? Yeah. That that sounds that sounds hard. That sounds well, it, hard. It, How long does it take you to yeah, build a deck say, like initially? It's got to be exciting when very, something pops and you're like, Holy shit. Frequently have I been able to put to- a deck together quickly. Um, okay. I've definitely yeah, yeah. built some before where like I had the idea, found the commander, immediately the pieces fell into place. I can't mm-hmm. think of an example recently, but most of the time we're talking like the deck has been in various stages of brewing for at least six months, if not longer. Ha, Lowry, you said I was a fucking slow builder. <laughs> you are. He's slower. <laughs> no, he, but he doesn't. He doesn't come out with it. I like know. he's. He's like you're like an author that's just like <laughs> I mean, making a book. That sounds and pretentious. Then everybody's but like, like, you're not wrong. That, that's that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not inaccurate. That's kind of how I view it. Sure. Martin, come out with right, Winds right, of winter. Right, right. Dance, puppet, dance. <laughs> and so I think that's. I think that's kind of interesting like i just tried that maybe for the first time in a long time i'm i'm trying to um i have a bunch of cards or dragon's approach coming mm. to me on card sphere now and i'm going like well i guess i guess i gotta build the deck and and i kind of have an idea and i think i'm gonna go with my second calamax deck but again i'm building the deck first sure and then, like, I understand that Dragon's approach doesn't really work there. And so if that doesn't work, I'm willing to move over to, like, Riku of two reflections. And if that doesn't work, I, I got a couple of backup commanders, but you're not even like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, um, I mean, usually, yeah. Like, 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 I'm trying to think what I built. Um, I, I didn't have a mono red deck. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that oh, was, I, I can borrow you one. I so, so that was so that was the last thing I was trying to figure out because that that will give me the five colors and every guild. I have every guild done. I had four okay. monocolor decks done. I'm like, oh, I just build good for yeah. you. <laughs> but but at this point, it becomes more difficult to not to not overlap. Like, okay, well, red's the last thing. And every idea I had, I'm like, well, that plays too close to this deck, or that plays yeah, too close to that deck. That's the hard like, part that happens. That gets yeah. it gets more and more difficult every new deck you put in your stable to find something that, that like plays differently than another deck. So, I mean, it, it gets harder and harder as I go to building the way I built. Yeah, the worst feeling is when uh, you build two decks and then I play one and I'm like, Larry, should I play the other one? And you're just like, ah, oh, that one's pretty similar to the one right, you just played. Right, I'm yeah. like. Fuck! I just spent all that time and <laughs> I spent weeks on that deck, and now I can't play it. Then I then I see it. It's like, oh right, yeah, sure. it is very yeah. similar shit. <laughs> Scrap and it. <laughs> and I think that's. I kind of want to defend my my dragon's approach deck, but that's fine. I don't have to worry about it. I don't need to validate myself no, to anybody else. Sure, like do what's fun for you. Like that's yeah. impo- an important thing. And I, I hate having to caveat things all the time. I feel like. I, I made this comment. I think I was talking to Shivam about this one time. Like, I use twice as many words as I have to when I do things because I have to say, except this is okay when you do it too. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to in, insult anybody when I say that. Yeah. Just because I build a certain way and find it fun and don't find something else fun, to, to, who cares if you find it fun? Like, it, it doesn't yeah. matter. And do what you enjoy. 
Yeah, but yes, it's a lot of absolutely. fun just to insult the the counterspell people. Uh, sure, sure. You mean, like, listen, they're not real people. <laughs> <laughs> they have no yeah, soul. They have no soul. Yeah, that, that feelings aren't getting hurt. Do, you got, uh, do we got it? No, you got it, Adam. Go what? say, hey, number two. That's what I was about to hit. Hey, number two. Hey, number two. Hey, number two. That's one of our buddies. He does. Uh, he, he built. So he built a deck that's strictly, it's like 20 some counterspells. Just to go against Magda because <laughs> he hates my Magda deck so much, and he rags on me because he's like, "Oh, you don't play tutors, and Magda is only a tutor deck." And I was like, yeah. "Well, that's that's the theme. That's what Magda's doing. It's my only one that I'm able to just have it." That's the problem so, with it is the, there's an the answer whole, for everything with that deck. The, the whole reason I have a Tauran deck actually is way back when I first started playing. We had a, a local player in our shop who played. Uh, mono red uh, it was a Dong Zhao from back in Portal Three Kingdoms. I think was his commander. I don't even know what that one does. Um, when an ETBs that deals damage equal to like each player takes damage equal to their largest creature or something. I forget oh, okay. something along okay. those lines. But he he was he was a very much a kind of a jerk. He he eventually got banned from the shop for bullying Ooh. some like twelve year old kid or something. Oh, that's that's um, cool. So he was just a, a generally an awful human being, and he's now a cop. Um, it's neither here nor there, I guess. Um, but cut that. Yeah, cut that. Just kidding. Um, so, so like it, the community was smaller, you know, seven years ago, six years ago, or whatever. So I would just get stuck playing a game with him once a night. And yeah. he was so annoying and, and he hated blue and he was a d- d- anti counterspell player so i'm like i am just going to build a 25 counterspell deck talon was the logical choice so i built you're, it you're just, like, just awesome. to play against him like that was <laughs> I, I intended to never play the deck unless i was in a pot with him just like as a middle finger damn it you are number 2 but, you yeah, are number 2 what you should do what you should do is send him like a facebook or a twitter message and then Put your commander there with all the counter spells, like as a picture, and say back the blue. <laughs> right. I, oh, 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 you're definitely gonna get nailed. Sure. So, so, anyway, so that's why I have the deck. I go, to, I go for that purpose, and then after he got banned, I'm like, well, I have the, I have the land base and everything. The other, I might as well like figure out what I could actually make this deck enjoyable to play versus just a deck yeah. I play when I want to like stick my thumb in this guy's eye. So that's why I have that deck. That's awesome. Uh, all right. I think that's probably about it. Do you guys have anything else you would like to add? We need well, to get some so, plugs so, so with I'll you. Ask, here, I'll buddy. ask you guys, what does your pregame conversation look like the, when you do wind up playing with people that you don't usually play with? Uh, I think the biggest thing, we one, we don't play with a lot of different people. That we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the other part. Is We just have our core group, and then we it just keeps expanding. And But when the, we do go the to the other Discord people's knows house. Like our playing yeah. style sure, enough, sure. so like... Um, uh, but with they, so the discord's different because we don't do, uh, Larry and myself don't do a lot of the spell table just because, because of the proxies spell table doesn't pick up proxies very well. Sure. And so that kind of sucks for people to see my, my mat and then they can't even see what the card is. Even if it's the same exact art, it just doesn't pick it up. Right. So we play a lot of cockatrice on there. Okay. Um, but when we've gone to like number two, He's part of our play group, but then he also has his other play group that he plays with and all that. They just know that we play with proxies. You know, that's that's sure. our biggest thing. You know, I don't care if somebody, like we just talked about, if they're playing combos, yeah. if they're doing whatever and all that. You definitely, like when you play proxies, you definitely should be saying like, I have proxies. Yeah. You, so that's, you almost want to show up and be like, I have proxies. Is everybody yeah. cool with that? And if not, you 
you buy a moon pie and you go home. Like so, we we have pretty pretty fine tuned decks up until the point of no tutors and all that stuff. So there, even if we're going against something that is really high tuned with the tutors with the infinite combos and stuff, we're still going to put up a fight with it, you know? And so I really don't have a problem with somebody's just boom, 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 whatever. My problem is like, I think you said this, the, 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 the stacks decks, you don't like those type of decks where it's just yeah. locking decks out. And that's well, kind of a similar thing to counter spells. It's and like, I don't necessarily not like it. I just want to know what I'm getting into. Cause like if I had right. a shitty day at work, I definitely don't want to deal with that, right? Like, if it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's a sat- you don't want to be flipping yeah. tables. If, if it's a Saturday afternoon and it's like been a you know chill weekend, I'm like, let's like then I might be like, whatever, let's 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 yeah. fight through this puzzle. If it's yeah. a you know after a long day at work, I'm like, I just want to turn shit sideways. Just I just don't yeah, want to exactly. deal with right. Well, I think you sit down and you're, you're, yeah, I think you say your archetype. Like, if you're saying like I'm playing stacks, then it's like, well, fuck. And, and and like you gotta understand that, but generally like we're probably out of the we're probably pretty rusty with like COVID. We're not going sure. in. We're not really seeing a whole ton of people. And in our play group, we kind of know what the decks are at this point. And and so like we sit down against Mogus, and we know that it's kind of staxy. Mm-hmm. You know, people are gonna be sacrificing stuff. That's what the deck is doing. And and so like we generally pick our deck up appropriately and then i still got crushed that was i don't <laughs> oh. like so like last we we played what two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah i was i was playing my new uh you know trail of lasara from the D D set yeah, yeah. this last year so i was playing that and i came out blazing i was yeah, um it was um i had the sarah's attendant or ascendant ascendant mm-hmm. yeah that and so i was just beating people with that trail lasara was like an eight eight had protection everything Turn six, austere command comes down, blows up everything of mine. All and but then, one of mine. <laughs> yeah, and then the Mogus deck had the God. I should have looked this up, but the demon that it's the master of it's master the one of cruelties, that really deals master of cruelties. cruelties yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hit me down to one, <laughs> and then I was out of the game. And I was like, well, I well, no, that. I say, remember, I Is saved it, your ass one turn, and did. then I killed you the, the next washout. Turn. Yeah. yeah, but like that's even like you can say like souls of ascendant is like kind of a broken card in commander but at the same time like when i was dead everybody was in their 20s right sure right so and that was nor like that's not a normal game right i wouldn't say i wouldn't expect that from the mogus deck and i it was the first time i was playing the deck and i was like oh that was that was quick but still like when you're that fast you know the 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 game changes to adjust to you as well for sure and so it's that it's that same idea of like turn one soul ring that person kind of loses because they come out so fast. Oh, and do you guys do any of those kind of bans with that? With I know some playgroups ban soul rings no, and all that. Or we've not, in, in part because at least my shop meta is so big and so changing, it wouldn't make sense to. Um, yeah. yeah. So not not there. And, and among my like smaller friends group kind of meta, everyone is no one wants to play that way. So I just like if someone comes up with a turn turn one soul ring. That's just going to be a fluke for that game, mm-hmm. particularly because no one's playing for the most part crypt or vault or anything else that's super fast. So, hey, once in a while someone drops that that soul ring into arcane signet into, you know, yeah. the the sensei's right, dividing top right away, and you're like, well, and and, and usually right. the thing is, if you're not playing at that super high power level, or at least if you're not playing super fast, when someone comes out that quick, 
it kind of usually bounces up because everyone's just like, we're coming at yeah. you right away. <laughs> well, there was that, uh, I think it was it was uh, Comanzo yeah. years ago, did yeah. that little study with all the different uh, casts that play mm-hmm. online. And the turn one soul ring player is the one that ends up Losing. Getting a disadvantage yeah. because yeah. most people go. I, mean, I, I oftentimes sandbag that turn one soul ring. If I have one, I oftentimes don't right. drop until turn three. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't have. No, I didn't have it first oh, what a, turn. What a, no. what, a, what a wonderful top deck here on turn three. I guess I'll play my soul ring. And I and I would say like the way that we've adjusted like the fourth player like where it's drawing eight nine nine ten. We do see a lot of more turn one top rings or, or or ring top. like those will show up more sure. often, like percentage wise. That that is definitely something that's I'm like, oh, this is somebody. It's always, but it does it does create a better hand, like generally as well for people. Sure. Like, just the games tend to probably maybe just like they move pick faster up a little bit beginning. faster. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because there is normally the, either the turn one soul ring or the turn two arcane sick. You know, some t- sort of monorock. Everybody by turn two has something yeah. out, yeah. so it yeah, it tends so. to really pick up quite a bit. Um, okay, so oh, we're at- oh, I got a I got a question <laughs> for Dana. How are you so good at Twitter? <laughs> Define good. I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> piss people off on occasion. <laughs> that's that's, that, that's what you're asking. I'm not maybe not as careful as I should be at times. Is that what it is? We need to piss off more people. That's what. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I definitely, I, there are absolutely times I like, oh, I could have phrased that in a way that was a little bit less inflammatory. There are times I intentionally phrase things in an inflammatory way, too. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That is occasionally something I do. We get we get more action on uh, YouTube interactions than we do on Twitter. Just Twitter's from rough. comments, we, we like I post think we're stuff out of the like, algorithm. It's dangerous. <laughs> you, you you screw up too badly, though. I mean, I it's that's, yeah. Uh, that comes back to screenshot. Look what Dana wrote said. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe he said that. I mean, yeah. Reddit's the same way. Reddit's Reddit's dangerous ground to tread as well. Yeah, we haven't we haven't we, even been on that. We haven't even been on that. <laughs> I'm do afraid it, there's uh, so many people there. EDH rec articles, a lot of times you'll go post a link on Reddit. You're like, I, I, what I found for Reddit is if I get a couple of my friends to like just throw a random comment that's like at least semi-positive out there, the rest of the comments tend to be positive because if you let somebody post something negative first, everyone, like they have blood in the water. They can, they can smell it. <laughs> Well, I, I, why don't you uh, plug all your spot? I know you already said, uh, you know, the EDH rec cast, your uh, CMDR central. Uh, well, how do people find you? Like where Twitter, all that I'm, stuff. I'm pretty easy to find on Twitter. I'm, I'm at Dana Roach. I, I didn't think to come up with a clever name. I'm just, you know, years ago, I was like, I just, I just use my name. That's what That's I do. Your, yeah, that and, and, and Don Miner, who runs EDH rec at one point, is like, is that like a made up name or something? And I'm like, <laughs> what kind of person would pick Dana Roach for their cool made up author name? That's my yeah. real name. Yeah. I think I'm the worst person in the world at coming up with fake names. <laughs> like, maybe you, maybe you made it up when Papa Roach was really big. I guess. Back right, then. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, and then you said you, you write articles too for EDH Rec then. So I, write, well. I write for EDH Rec and I write for Commander's Herald about once a month actually. At, mm-hmm. at this point, they are an article I submitted and they just use it for whenever someone else is late with an article. So I, I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a publishing schedule. I just submit one a month. And they're like, it's going to come right. out at some point whenever someone else is late. So that's, <laughs> nice. that's my schedule there. 
Very nice. What, uh, one quick question. When you got into, because was uh, CMDR Central the first one? That was your first cast, it right? Was, That's when yeah. you guys started. Um, I, that was, man, we're like six How did you guys yet, get started with that? We were, so the, the shop I played at then was real close to where I worked, like a block away. Mm-hmm. And there was a pizza joint in between the shop and where I worked. And I had that coworker I played with. So like him and I started stopping and getting dinner quick after work. And then after we got to know some guys in the shop and they knew we were stopping to eat, they'd just meet us there. So like we would stop and have, you know, a couple beers and, and pizza before we'd go play. And we'd just talk commander the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, like you do when you're about to go play commander for the night and you've right. had a couple beers. And at yeah. some point someone's like, this would make for a good podcast. And I'm like, well, maybe it would. Because back then, like, here was our conversation, right? We're talking about doing a podcast for, for, for CNBR Central. I'm like, well, we've got a pretty good shot at being the fourth best commander podcast because there's only three of them. <laughs> yeah. What is a podcast there at was, that there point? There was Commander's started- Brew, and there was yeah. uh, uh, Commander In, and there was Command Zone, basically. Yeah. There's probably somebody else. But, like, those were the three basic at the, at the time. So we started recording, and about then is when – um legendary creature started and the um brothers war which is now commander yeah. social roughly the same mm-hmm. time and up in canada the commander cuckoo guy started about the same time yeah. so like all four of us roughly got the same idea let's be the fourth best commander podcast <laughs> yeah. Of them. so yeah that's, that's where it that is, came from we we it had been... that same idea but we were like are, can we be the ninth best right <laughs> sure sure you mean and 19th. then there was <laughs> so, so and now doing, we now we're twenty. So yeah. we were doing that just for like, like the fun of it. Like, well, someone had the, someone yeah. mentioned that, so let's let's start doing that. And then because I was doing that show, I'm like, well, I use EDH Rec all the time when they're hiring writers. I maybe I will write an article once a month or twice a month or something that will be, give me some more eyeballs on Commander Central. Yeah, and then EDH Rec was like, at some point we should do our own show. So like all the writers kind of did a tryout process for that, and I. You know, I was one of the ones that was picked to do that show. Nice. So, yeah, that one's really, you, you guys are clean cut with that whole thing. That one's, the visuals and everything very, is really they, nice. They handle that very professionally. Yeah, that, yeah they, that's very but like, nice. You know, Joey, that, that's a real company that, like, they have professional full-time employees there at EDHREC, so. Yeah. And then, what? oh, man, my, my video just froze. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. Well, <laughs> I mean, we have been going for over an hour. It's very true. Yes. Hour 19. So what like, is going on? Uh, this is better anyway. <laughs> you can still hear my voice, though. All right. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up. Uh, Dana, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we definitely will have you back. Uh, for sure. Thanks for you on. I appreciate it. I'm glad you uh, have the same hate for counterspells as we do. <laughs> yeah, so, no, that's Bond. No. That's... <laughs> exactly. And hey, let's, let's once this winter gets passed and hopefully COVID maybe dies down. I will, I'll take a trip over. We'll play some games some Saturday or something. I don't, I don't, oh, for when, sure. When we, we can do our best. Yeah, for sure. Or we can even make it over to you at some point too. We'll, That'd be we great. We will figure something out for sure. I definitely want to do that. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Dana. Thanks for helping me out. I appreciate it. All right. That was episode 200. <laughs> you stepped on. That's what I was going to do. All right. Pre-recording and stuff like that. We hope you enjoyed. We understand that this is already really long, so we're going to cut it short real quick. Thanks so much for for listening. That's distracting. That's very distracting. That's Gwen's fault. Thanks, Gwen. We had a very professional podcast. Uh, and then Hello Boobies came in. Hello Boobies. <laughs> Thank oh, you. There we go. Uh, all right. Well, that should do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week on a little short rendition of 201. 
uh, it's Christmas special next week. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Sega. Perhaps play a little oh. game. Boat shop. Oh, damn it. I'm on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred episodes and we still don't know what the fuck we're doing. Boobs, I'm talking tatas. I love boobs. I'm bunkers for honkers. I love boobs. Thanks for the memories. I love boobs. I'm glad I went to the right camera. (laughs) Yeah.